0: when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone, for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-10. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET ten. And thank you for listening. Hi, Terry.
1: Hi, Joe. How's it going? <laughs>
0: Good. How are you doing? Good. Where are you?
1: Um. So I'm in Nashville right now. Uh, the band is kind of re- rehearsing out here for a couple weeks, and we're getting ready for our first for the first tour back.
0: All right. Yeah. But you don't live in Nashville, do you? No, no. I
1: I still live in Seattle, Washington.
0: Cool. Where do you live in Seattle?
1: We live in uh, West Seattle.
0: Oh, that's where uh, I am because that's where uh, I live. Uh, what? Yeah. I'm in West Seattle right now.
1: No freaking way. I thought you were in Portland.
0: Everyone thinks that.
1: <laughs> and when
0: I lived in Portland, everyone thought I lived in Seattle.
1: Oh, my God. Well, we could have done this... Uh, at a distance in your backyard or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I did a little bit of that um, in 2020 around West Seattle with Megan Jasper and Oh John Richards, she's the I think.
1: Freaking best, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Alki, I'm going to Alki for the listeners. Alki is the is the beach town of Seattle, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to Alki today at two for some froyo with a with an eight year old.
1: That's <laughs> where do you get froyo? I don't know. <laughs> There's like a couple a couple spots. Very uh yeah, very you've... beach town vibes. Yeah. Um well we'll have to uh cheer down for neighbors. That's incredible. And we'll have to get together when yeah. we get back. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um so you're getting ready for some touring. Um are you looking forward to it? Getting back on the rock and roll road. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah well I think especially having had I mean it's it's kind of two-pronged it's like especially having had such a break in separation from essentially the like kind of becomes a bit of a hamster wheel when you get into the touring cycle and Mm -hmm. um, you know having that the universe kind of saying you're gonna have a break felt really healthy albeit you know it was surrounded by uncertainty and (laughs) you know so there's that and then I think you know, especially having that extended of time off and, and the reality of like not being able to do the thing that you enjoy most and, you know, is the thing that you um, are most passionate about. It's like you have this newfound gratitude, you know, getting back into it. And yeah, so I'm just, you know, extra grateful, I guess, to get back going yeah. and, and playing, doing the exchange, you know, humans again.
0: Yeah. It's important. Um, uh, how do you think it'll be different?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I hope that, um, you know, when there's like these giant kind of lessons learned that's shared, I hope that we all kind of retain that gratitude of, Mm -hmm. of being able to experience kind of a live, live thing, like, like live music, um, and I hope that we don't just get back to forgetting that two years of trauma and, and you know, um, I hope that we retain, yeah, that kind of sense. And I think that we will. I think that yeah. for us, you know, I think, I think that that will kind of be like this unspoken and we'll probably acknowledge it from stage, but um, kind of sense of, of like unifying sense, you know, of things.
0: Do you think you're individually any different this time around? you're going to go out there and oh yeah you're going to get your muscles back <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah i mean it's funny yes speaking of muscles and getting back to it it's like we've been rehearsing um this last week here in nashville and and kind of figuring out these newer songs from the new record you know spending a, a lot longer obviously on those and then and then we kind of pepper in some of the older tunes and we're like, gosh, we haven't played these in three years.
0: Yeah, And then it's
1: just like getting back on the bike and you're like, wow, I have muscle memory. And, you know, uh, which is, I feel like great for songs is kind of a side tangent. It's like when you kind of get into that space, you're, it, it allows kind of room for being able to emotionally engage and perform, you know, in a, in a freer way, um, versus just like mechanically trying to, or technically trying to, Make sure you're playing every note right and everything.
0: Um, yeah. One thing I've been experiencing, I'm I'm starting to play shows again uh, kind of once a week or something. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing because when I rehearse, like one time I over-rehearsed, right? And then I'm just cerebral about the whole show and it's all in my right. head. And then last week I didn't rehearse. I just didn't have time. So I didn't go through the set. And it went so much better, <laughs> yeah. and, but it was real, well. <clears throat> I take that back. I felt like it went better. I haven't heard the playback yet, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's really kind of tricky to get in between that calloused muscle and still be present. And I think it's tricky in the sense when you're rehearsing for it. I uh, eventually, you know, within a week of touring, you're probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've just for me, it's been top of mind more than previously I'd say with mm-hmm. this giant break so it, it seems like you know you guys were working on music over the last couple years with this new wonderful record every shade of blue but I'm sure like the rest of us you still had some spare time <sighs> do you find yourself doing anything you didn't think you'd be doing or anything that surprised you? Picked up any picked up any bad habits, good ones? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean a couple things. I, I picked up a child along the way. Whoa. So that that yeah, that was kind of unexpected. Congratulations. Uh thank you thank you so much. Yeah, she's she's uh incredible and kind of like the best mindfulness teacher, I would say, mm-hmm. um, really uh, causes you to be present. But um, yeah, so that was, you know, kind of was a huge kind of backdrop of our... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, she was, uh, we found out that we were pregnant in June of 2020. Mm. So kind of wrote out the entire, that a lot of that first year, and then she was born at the very second to the last day of December twenty twenty. Yeah, so that was, you know, pregnancy kind of was was that that full year and then so that's been a huge occupation um yeah. that I hadn't experienced, you know, previously. And then um we also, you know, it's so funny. So so we, Maddie who's who also is in the band, um, mm-hmm. we actually built spent a few years um and it just like reached completion in February, January, February of 2020, like a project studio in our backyard. And so that kind of being completed, we, we didn't think that we would see it very frequently, you know, expecting it to kind of be continuing the the album cycle. And then March 2020 hit and we're like, shit, this is, wow. Like we might be using this thing. And, <laughs> um, and then, you know, had a kid. So having it like, it's in a, like a d- detached garage kind of thing. Um, having that separation of space where we can kind of be creative and do, you know, we ended up doing like zooms with radio stations and like, because the song was taking off, you know, while we are like, you know, we didn't have any kind of engagement or connection to it because we're just at home. We're like, okay, I guess we're doing radio promotion from our backyard. And, um, so anyway, that was like a new thing and was pretty, pretty great to have, to be able to use. And then. You know, I love gardening, was able to garden it a lot more and uh you know, bad habits. I think like everyone I mean not everyone, but uh a lot of us maybe we were like, Hey, this is like every every day's Friday night, you know, or like two week vacation. And eventually that kind of was like and the realization of being pregnant, I was like, Okay, I'm, this is actually a great time to get healthy and uh yeah, you know, so
0: the when you told me you were building a studio and you were either pregnant or had a newborn my first thought about a studio was like oh, a place to take a nap
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true
0: well i i love this new record um oh thank and you and i want and i want to talk about it but first but first i'd like to play my current favorite number on it uh yeah. paradigm
2: oh okay sound cool yeah yeah all right here we go Energy and light are the hardest to find When you're walking through life With nothing but pride and nothing
0: cool song
1: oh heck yeah that's that's that means a lot i love that you you gravitated towards that one
0: yeah i love that there's a lot of songs on the record at at first when i saw the you know it's i think it's 16 tracks or something but at (laughs) first i was like oh finally someone's making a big record and then, but, <laughs> but a lot of people are, I mean, not, yeah, it, it's totally. a little more split than I thought. I was just like blindly jaded. Yeah. For no re- yeah. No same. It's like, <laughs> same. Everyone makes one singles now. It's like, nah, that's not true.
1: Yeah. We thought, we were thought like emergent for a time of like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a double, you know, and you remember Wilco, like, you know, and double, yeah. we'll do, like double record and all the songs. And it's like Big Thieves, Beach House, you know, like everybody Yeah, just, Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost, it's almost more, I feel like it's even more, artistic you know like going against the grain follow your convictions to have like short ep or something to be released during this time
0: yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah um out of all those songs it's it's uh there's something about paradigm it's killer and there's um a little after listening to it quite a few times i think it's the verses that it's got a little elliot smith in it whoa and it kind of surprised me i was like oh that's Kind of Whoa, alternate. that's
1: a very cool reference. That makes me like the song more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you worked on this over the um, last year, I guess. And you worked with a bunch of people. You worked with mm-hmm. Jesse Shatkin, um, John Hill, Andrew Sarlow. What What was it like working with multiple producers, engineers?
1: I think especially for this band... With each album, you know, we kind of learn. We learn from the album previous, you know. And I think that we react creatively to what came before. It's almost like you always, like, pendulum swing, you know, like, in reaction to the one and maybe go to the, like, extreme other way. Although I feel like we didn't necessarily do that here, although I think we just widened our spectrum sonically. Uh But, yeah, I think for, for this band, with how many voices and opinions and varied tastes that we have represented in like a collective, you know, we we still have maintained democracy in this band. And, you know, like everyone gets paid the same. We don't, there isn't like one single leader. There is, you know, kind of clear emergent voices and, and writing and stuff. But, you know, we kind of have like maintained how we established in that sense. And so I think it's really great to be able to work with more than one producer and i think especially kind of like jesse and john hill who did paradigm you know they're more from this pop world you know yeah. and so it was really refreshing you know i, I brought in andrew sarlo and i love so much what he's done with big, you know the big thief records and so it was really cool to kind of juxtapose and and also feel like oh my taste can be represented on a head in the heart record you know a little bit yeah. more than just having this like cohesive thing and we've always had pop sensibilities to our writing but I think production wise we've we've kind of gone a bit more you know in that world on these last couple albums and so it was cool to kind of widen that spectrum and be able to bring someone in like Andrew Sarlo, and also bring in tunes you know for lack of a better term like indie tunes to a a pop producer and see what the hell like happens that's a little more intriguing than staying in the lane and so creatively you know um so it was really really great and most of it was done remotely like you know we still haven't met andrew sarlo in person Um, (laughs) which is insane and then like jesse came up to seattle um in june and september of 21 with the full band we like recorded you know kind of basic tracks at studio litho where we recorded our first album and that was kind of a cool like pairing and juxtaposition of the old and new because we worked with Sean Simmons, you know, who engineered the first couple of records at Litho and and along with Jesse, you know, who like does yeah. a lot of in the box stuff and um, you know, less with like physical instrumentation and stuff. And so that was cool, dynamic.
0: Yeah, I mean that is quite the conglomeration of people and and uh mm-hmm. versions of recording. And it- mm-hmm. totally. It's I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to put my finger on what the glue is, but there is glue mm. there. And my another one of my favorite songs is that song Shadows. Thank you. Which is uh man, it's the bass line, of course, is just insane. And
1: um Oh, uh, that's right.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I, I've been listening to Shadows a lot. And then it dawned on me, I was like, maybe it's the bass. There's something about the bass in the whole record. Like the bass playing. Yeah, I, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that's... As a drummer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah, it's the, cool. it, there is a glue there. I don't know what it is, but it it's could just... be bass.
1: Well, that's interesting. I mean, that was performed by Chris. And he obviously, mm-hmm. like, took that part as his own. But Maddie originally wrote that bass line. In our project studio, that song came together from Maddie and I. Um, that's so interesting. That's cool. Well, I'll I'll pass that on to Chris. <laughs> he'll he'll appreciate that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that and then how do you how do you write? Another thing that I was thinking about is I know that you play violin, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the you know there's a lot because you have some more pop production, and there's a lot of you know synth beds in pop production, especially now. But, yep. it, but to me, it seems like, those seem like, almost like violin lines. When I was, been in bands with violins, it's always nice to hear, you know, long single notes. It's always really satisfying to me. How do you write, or do you write with your violin?
2: Uh,
1: yeah, oh, that's that's actually, that's an interesting, kind of cool question um, that I don't normally get. I, I do write with my violin, um, yeah, like the composition on... <laughs> Most of the songs where you hear real violin, Mm -hmm. like Shadows, for example, you know, like wrote those things, um, the more like synthy things, um, like Every Shade of Blue, for example, I didn't write that arrangement. That was a synth thing in the box that um, Sammy, who worked with Jesse, created, which is like the bed of that song, you know, and it's so great. But I write write with my violin for so long, you know, when I started playing in bands, you know, because I'm classically trained on the instrument and like when i started playing in bands i really started using it like a an extension of my voice mm-hmm. you know as as one would write a melody with your voice is kind yeah. of how like a a melody would come to my head and then i'd write it on you know play it on on violin yeah. and so i've come up with like vocal melodies through that or come up more so with violin melodies from kind of the melodies like roaming around in my head um but i i, I mostly write you know, with guitar or, or yeah, I mean, I think some of my the best melodies in my mind are, come when you're completely free, not playing any instrument, and and that's kind of how Shadows started.
0: Um, mm. The seed of that. So when it's in your head, what instrument do you go to, or does it?
1: It would be acoustic, um yeah. But I think that rhythmically, like I think songs can be, and you as a drummer would know yeah. this and appreciate it. But um, I think it's songs can morph so quickly um, when you're playing your drums and I mean, can radically change, you know? And I think it's, it's really easy to come up with, I don't know, as a songwriter, I think if you aren't thinking about the rhythm, they can kind of live in this kind of more mid tempo r- world, you know? So like we have a, a Lynn drum at home and, um, I've curated like random, like Mattel drum pads and just yeah random ass shit with, you know, pre-programmed loops and stuff. And, um, And, and so I think that like writing to drums is really, really informs a song Mm -hmm. to me. And so exploring that and then Maddie and I, you know, live together and we have the studio. So he, he started playing, I could hear it on piano. I think I started playing like a, a few notes on the piano, but he's, he can actually play piano. And so I was kind of singing the melodies and he was playing under it on shadows. So we're, we're pretty collaborative, maybe not as collaborative as you would think if you like live, live and work and breathe with your partner. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, do you guys wake up and, you know, he picks up <laughs> the mandolin and you start fiddling, you know, it's like, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: no, you know, there's life and a child in between and, and, you know, just, just funny daily realities. But, um, but yeah, we're, I mean, we're collaborative writers together for sure.
0: And live, do you, how many instruments do you play?
1: Um, I mean, it's mostly violin and guitar. I play an Omnicord, which is essentially like a, a button pushing toy Yeah. that originally actually Jim James, when we were touring early on as a band, was like, what is that um, that he was playing? And I was like, that's so great. And it's actually, that's a really fun because it has like the different kind of uh, rhythmic options, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like a fun thing to write on.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. For my solo record, I think I wrote four of the songs on one of those. Really? Yeah, just you know, it's like okay, uh, chords. I'm trying to remember chords on a guitar. It's like "Eh, yeah, I'd rather push that button. It sounds better anyways.
2: Totally,
1: (laughs) totally, and it's kind of warbly, like depending on you know that nice analog uh, warmth that is inspiring to me. You know, and so like it's a good, it's an inspiring. Thing.
0: Yeah, well, I know you just started rehearsing. Are there any songs that you're just like, "What the fuck? This song is going to be awesome live."
1: Uh <laughs> yeah. Well, unanimously, unanimously, actually, um, uh, the band has kind of been stoked about "Don't Show Your Weakness." Yeah, which is a kind of a a product of Kenny, piano player, coming up to Seattle actually in January or February of 2020. Right as our like studio was. Being Completed, and uh, the three of us, Kenny, Maddie, and myself, wrote that one. And it was like the first song. Well, that's funny, because the intention of these last couple years were like kind of wanting to like get back to be more kind of internally collaborative as a band. Mm-hmm. John, John has had been kind of dabbling a lot with working with other collaborators in LA, which was like, you know, an interesting kind of newer choice that you know, it was inspiring to him. And these last couple of years, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we're like, or before it, we were like, let's like get back to kind of being really kind of stretching ourselves internally. And so the plan was gonna be just getting together a bunch and riding together. And then we were all kind of like stationed at home. But right before that, Kenny came up kind of as the start of this this approach. And um that was the first song that we wrote. But anyway, it's just it's wildly fun to play. Everyone, you know, is like, it feels anthemic. It feels like an allusion to our past, but also kind of an exciting reference to the future for us too, you know? Um, and it feels feels a little bit divergent from, you know, kind of the more popular canon of the record too, which is...
0: Yeah, In, you know what? I think this is a little bit nerdy, but the beat is pretty straight on it, but there's uh-huh. an, there's an implied triplet delay kind of Uh thing Uh and i swear to god that is when you're in a band and that's going on whether it's in a track or it's a hi-hat or you know or a guitar do i i swear to god that's the thing where everyone's just like oh why does this feel so good yeah but everyone's playing straight
2: yeah
1: yeah like kind of a bit more like uh mechanical and then you can have these like counter melodies yeah. or instrumentation that is like, there's the bed of tension that's consistently building. And then you have these different releases and moments that are countered yeah, on, on various instrumentation or whatnot. And it's like, it's to- totally, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: that's,
1: that's a little nerdy. And that's,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. I just, right <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, oh, that triplet delay thing is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, uh I'm sure they're all gonna be awesome. And uh yeah, I yeah. wish you guys the best of luck traveling out there. Thank you. Before I let you go, anything else you're looking forward to in twenty two besides touring and supporting every shade of blue?
2: Yeah,
1: I think uh I'm not really, yeah, thinking too far ahead. I think as I've as I've learned a bit from the, the past couple of years, it's just like day at a time week at a time. Yeah. Um kind of within your control, you know, just like letting go of whatever expectation for for the far out future, you know. Yeah, excited though. We're so so beyond excited to get back and and like have a have the musical exchange with
0: with real humans. Well, I'm going to I'm going to look for you. I mean, if I'm here, I see that you're you're playing a uh, Mary Moore, I think in yeah. Seattle.
1: Yeah, in August, yeah.
0: Yeah, so if I'm here, I'm, I'm going to bother you guys. Um, all right, well, travel safely out there. Um, Thank you. And uh, I hope to see you somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, possibly in the same neighborhood.
0: That's right. <laughs> fro-yo.
1: Yeah, Fro-yo. <laughs>
0: all right, take it cool. easy, travel safe.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, you too.
0: Bye.
2: don't <laughs> Like she used to walking home late, smoking my lungs and whiskey burning in my veins. December won't be so forgiving. I'm haunted by a ghost of you and my past colliding. I can never go home when. When in the night Thought that I heard you laughing Wasn't that you, my darling? That I used to love well It's just another I can feel the heart beating for me, baby